You're listening to The Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Click TuscaloosaThread.com throughout the day for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome into the TGIF edition of the Gary Harris Show for March 1st, 2024. That's right, it's a brand new month. And we had 29 days in February this month, but March is here. And uh, is it March? Yeah, it's March. It comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb, or it comes in like a lamb and goes out like a lion. Yeah, I think otherwise. But uh, so I don't know if this would be we're coming in like a lion or a lamb because there is some rain, but it's. It's not really, really that bad. But anyway, welcome into the show. As I said, it's Friday. We're going to have a lot of fun this morning. We've got a jam-packed show. Got that great Friday weekend music to get you ready for uh, what's going on. College game day in Tuscaloosa tomorrow at 11 a.m. at uh, Coleman Coliseum. Of course, the big game tomorrow night, Alabama and Tennessee, for first place in the SEC. Baseball is on the road in Frisco, Texas. Alabama softball is at home for the Crimson Classic. They played last night against Patrick Murphy's alma mater. More on that in a moment, but uh, jam-packed show. I'm Gary Harris, Justin Jones right there on the other side of the glass, manning the controls, taking your phone calls in this first hour on the First and Main Condos hotline at 205 342 9904, and we're going to run it all down for you in just a second. First, though, I need to tell you this hour of the Gary Harris Show, brought to you by Alabama Credit Union. Convenience and savings make life better. The ACU Lifestyle account is available now. Learn more at alabamacu.com. That's alabamacu.com. Alabama Credit Union loans for real life. Some rules and restrictions do apply. See if you're eligible for membership, then join today and feel good about your money. And put a little extra change in your pocket. All right, here is the lineup for today. And as I said, it is loaded. At 9.30, Adam Amin, play-by-play broadcaster for Fox Sports, is back with us. <clears throat> After a couple of weeks off, always enjoy talking to Adam. We'll go around the world sports at 10 o'clock. Dr. Kiki Baker-Barnes, the commissioner of the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference, which is being rebranded to the HBCU Conference. Historically Black College and University Conference, Stillman is joining this coming school year. And she will be on with us to discuss what all is going on there. In fact, that uh, Stillman is hosting the uh, Gulf Coast Athletic Conference tournament this week at Birthright, even though Stillman men's and women's teams are in Montgomery for the Southern States Athletic Conference because they're still in the SSAC for now. So kind of interesting. We'll visit with her. She was on with us a couple of months ago. But she'll be back with us this morning. And at 1030, of course, it's the Auburn Report with Brett Pritchard. Also, we'll talk high school basketball as Brett is on the call for many of the games over in Birmingham for the Alabama High School Athletic Association radio network. So jam-packed show. We're going to get to some phone calls. Corey and Trustful is going to be first up. Corey, we'll get to you here in just a few minutes. But right now, I'm going to go ahead and head and hit them up, Justin, with some Friday morning TGIF headlines. TGIF headlines. You know, my voice is stronger, but this nagging cough is still there. So it kind of impacts me more in the morning, it seems like, than any other time. But as always, we'll get through it. Well, Alabama freshman Davin Cosby Jr. had a reputation as a sharpshooter in high school, but he hasn't played much for the Crimson Tide uh, this season. But on 
Wednesday night, he scored 15 points on 5 of 10 shooting from three-point range in Alabama's 103-88 victory over Ole Miss over in Oxford. And Aaron Estrada, who tallied a triple-double in the game with 18 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists, was thrilled for his freshman teammate. Estrada said, quote, just to pick up off what Coach said, Davin has... His attitude all season has been A+. I feel like from observing him and when I'm around him, talking to him off the court in the hotel and in the locker room, he never has a bad attitude or is jealous or complaining or anything like that. So I'm happy for him. I think he deserves it. He always practices hard. He always goes hard every drill. So I'm happy for him. Estrada and Cosby and the rest of the Crimson Tide, as I said, tomorrow night, 8 p.m., Coleman Coliseum, the showdown against Tennessee. Both teams are 12-3 and in the SEC. The winner, obviously, will be the favorite to win the SEC championship. It is going to be a huge one. Alabama women last night hosting Florida for senior night over at Coleman Coliseum. And this one was a game that you felt like Alabama was kind of in control. But then you look up late, it's 76-73, to and Florida has a chance to tie it. But Carly Weathers played great defense on a on an initial attempt and then there was a second shot <clears throat> that hit the front of the rim and Alabama gets the victory the tide improves to 22 and 8 overall and 9 and 6 in the SEC Alabama's in really good shape obviously for the NCAA tournament and hopefully um, a good seed when that tournament uh, comes around Alabama softball last night Patrick Murphy taking on his alma mater Northern Iowa in game one of the Crimson Classic. And uh, boy, I tell you what, offense was hard to come by last night. It was a pitching duel. And uh, both pitchers, Samantha Heyer of Northern Iowa and Kayla Beaver of Alabama did the job. Alabama's only run came on a ground out in the first. Bailey Dowling hitting the ball in play and Jenna Johnson coming in to score. <clears throat> that made it one to nothing. And that would hold up. That would be the only run as Beaver pitched to beauty. Alabama gets the victory, but it was not easy. After the uh, game, Patrick Murphy spoke on his transfer pitcher, Kayla Beaver, who came over from Central Arkansas. Quote, we're really lucky that she chose us for her last year. I love her fire. I love her determination, her grit on the mound. I think when she does um, that, talking about how she plays she adds like another person on the field i think the dugout feeds off her her catcher does she fills her position very well that's kind of overlooked but she fills very very well and made two good plays tonight unquote 9-0 alabama baseball heads to texas beginning tonight for the highly competitive frisco classic featuring indiana arizona and dallas baptist we're going to hear from alabama head coach rob vaughn a little bit later on in the show but this is a good field both Indiana and Dallas Baptist are ranked in the top 25, as is Alabama, and Arizona is one of the most tradition-laden programs in the country. So going to be a little tougher competition this weekend for Alabama on the road. Rob Vaughn will talk about how his team will have to adjust when uh, they play over in Texas this weekend. And Tuscaloosa is a long way from Maui. But ACA interim head boys basketball coach Austin Grammer goes Hawaiian every time the play the Patriots play a game, and he'll be decked out in his best Magnum PI shirt again this evening at 5:45 when ACA plays Jackson for the Class 4A state championship. Grammer explained to WVUA 23 where this tradition comes from. Quote. 
Coach Greg Crow coached me when I was at ACA, and I don't know why he started it, but he always thought it was funny when we played big games to wear a Hawaiian shirt, and we always thought it was funny because the crowd would be like, why is he in a Maui Invitational shirt in December around area tournament time? And I pulled it out, and our guys were like, what are you wearing the next big game? They're like, Coach, you have to wear the shirt. And we won, and we just, you know, kind of stuck with it. Well, it certainly has worked. Hopefully one more win in the Hawaiian shirt tonight for the Patriots. And if they get it, they'll be Class 4A state champion. So that's a check of some headlines. Headlines were off and running. Let's go ahead and take a phone call before we get to the break. Corey, you hold because you usually take a little bit of extra time, and I want to make sure I give you plenty of time so we'll get to you on the other side. But we're going to go ahead and kick things off with Philip this morning on the First and Main Condominiums Hotline. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Gary. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty to the point. Appreciate that, man. Hey, uh, i got a question for you, Gary. Yeah, I think a couple of weeks ago you had somebody on your show, I believe, that, that said – uh, the the only person that on our basketball team that is, that is definitely out of eligibility after the season is Estrada. Is that correct? Yeah, I remember that. I'd have to double check it, but I'm always you've heard me say this before. I'm always hesitant to say a guy's out of eligibility because ever since COVID. And with the transfer portal, it is hard to track these guys, as you know. But off the off the hoof, that sounds about right. I know Grant Nelson has another year if he wants it. Now, my assumption is that he came here to play one, Phillip, and go on into the NBA draft. But he came in in the COVID year. So he played three at North Dakota State and one here. So he has a fifth year if he wants it. He has a fifth year if he wants to take it. And okay. The rest of those guys, uh, now I think that whoever the guest was, and I don't remember it for sure, but I think Estrada is out. I think, mm-hmm. he, you know, this is like his third school, and I think he's out yeah. of eligibility, but I think Reitzel may have one more year if he wants it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the majority of the team, and Sears too, I think, although I, my anticipation is that Sears is going to be leaving as well. But, yeah, if you came in in the COVID year, uh, 2021, 2020 to 2021, you get an extra year of eligibility, and that's where a lot of this is coming from. So I'd have to go through the roster, Philip. I'll try to do yep. that and double-check that, and maybe on Monday I can pass it along to you exactly who has eligibility left. But, yeah, it's very tricky now when you say – just when you see someone's a senior or even a graduate student, that doesn't mean they're out of eligibility. But I'll check that over the over the weekend for you. Well, you read my mind on part of my call, and you kind of you kind of hit on some of the reason I was calling. And and I agree. I think Mark will probably test the NBA waters, and I think um, you know some other guys may try that too. But Grant Nelson, in your opinion, Gary, do you think he should come back for another year? I do. Well, it's hard to say simply because I don't you know I don't know what he's being told. Um, mm-hmm. I think this, you know, he was a dominant player at North Dakota State against lower-level mm-hmm. competition. He's been a mm-hmm. good player here, a really good player. I mean, I'd, I'd mm-hmm. hate to think about where this team would be without him. He mm-hmm. hasn't been a dominant player. Um, could he benefit from another year at Alabama? I think he could against SEC competition. At the same time, I don't know what his NIL structure is. I don't know what he's he's being you know paid right now as a student athlete. Uh you know, your age is always working against you if you if you stay another year. You know, I mean, we see a lot of – I'm seeing the NFL too. You know, um, 
if guys are 23, 24 years old, sometimes NBA teams are like, well, you know what? I draft a guy that's 19 or 20. Um, and, and so that plays into it. Uh, what his options are outside of the NBA could play into it. Uh, a lot of these guys, you know, they don't, they don't make it in the NBA, but they make a nice living playing professional basketball. So all those things would go into it, Philip. And I don't really have, I'm not privy to that kind of information. I haven't really talked to anybody in regards to Grant Nelson like that. But I'm sure based on what I've been told that, you know, he's got a really solid family structure and, uh, you know, really down to earth people that are, that are, you know, going to look at every angle. So if, if it's beneficial for him to possibly come back, I'm sure that's something that they would look at. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, talking to me, and thanks for taking my call, and I hope you have a great weekend and roll tide. Thank you, Philip. Always a pleasure to hear from you. All right, it's 914. We're off and running. Uh, we're going to get to the break, and uh, we got Adam Amin. Can't wait for that conversation at 930. We come back on the other side. More phone calls. Corey and Trustful will be on with us, and it's the TGIF edition, so you know we are going to crank it up with the weekend music, get everybody pumped up and excited. I know it's rainy outside, and we haven't gotten a lot of rain here in Tuscaloosa, but I looked at the radar this morning, Justin, to the north of us, to the west of us, to the south of us, to the to the east of us, it's pouring. And I think we're going to get some heavier rain here probably in the next little bit, but who knows? I've always liked to kid around that sometimes I think Tuscaloosa's got a lid over it. Uh, but uh, but uh, regardless, we're going to get cranked up. We'll be back with more of the Gary Harris Show, the TGIF edition, right after this. This season of Alabama football on Tide 100.9 brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Just a few minutes away where you can be a winner, too. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by Guthrie's. America's original chicken finger restaurant is now an official partner of the Alabama Crimson Tide. For franchise information, visit Guthrie'sChicken.com. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. On Thursday's edition of Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR, ESPN, College Game Day host, and Alabama alum, Reese Davis joined us to preview Saturday's show in Tuscaloosa. Roger, I think it's a really big moment for the Alabama basketball program. As you know, we've been there for football uh, numerous times. Uh, I think maybe only Ohio State more often in football, but our first trip there for basketball. And you know, I think with the with the program uh, being more prominent on a national level over the last few years, it's a great opportunity for the fans to showcase the support and the passion that they have. And, you know, it's a little bit of a different type of show for us as an hour long show on ABC, uh, which will afford a pretty, a pretty sizable audience. I'll have more in a moment. Founded in Haleyville, Alabama in 1965 by Hal and Melissa Guthrie, Guthrie's was America's first chicken finger restaurant. Guthrie still uses the family's original southern fried chicken recipe in every chicken finger they serve, fresh, hot, and fast. Guthrie's Golden Fried Chicken Fingers has been Alabama-owned and operated for over 58 years and is still going strong. Come see us soon. Guthrie's, America's original chicken finger restaurant and now an official partner of the Alabama Crimson Tide. For franchise information, visit Guthrie'sChicken.com. 
Join us on Saturday for Alabama men's basketball against Tennessee. Radio coverage from Coleman Coliseum will start at 6 p.m. Central all across the network, the Varsity Network app, as well as the courtside cam streaming as well on all CTSN social media. Factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows all state to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates in Northbrook, Illinois. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and cool today with occasional rain, the high 50. Tonight, rain ending this evening. The clouds will linger below 49. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine, much warmer. Just a few isolated showers around. The high 69. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 47 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You see him on WVUA 23 covering sports and on Tider Insider TV on Tuesday nights. Don't miss a minute of The Gary Harris Show. Weekdays from 9 to 11 on Tide 100.9. Oh, yeah. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Not really, but it is all right for having fun. We're back here on the Gary Harris Show. Elton John brings us back in. We're getting cranked up for the weekend. Hey, Justin, um, an adjustment to the softball schedule today at the Crimson Classic due to the weather. Pass that along to our listeners real quick. Yeah, of course. We just talked about the rain and the weather that's coming through Tuscaloosa. And like you said, Gary, um, unfortunately, there isn't always a lid over <laughs> over the city. But I get what you're saying. It doesn't rain as much. Of course, we're getting all of it today and some tomorrow. So the doubleheader that softball is playing today against South Alabama in Arizona has changed. South Alabama is no longer. That game is canceled, the first one. And then Arizona is going to be pushed back. So we're still playing tonight. It's just going to be later. Um, and that start time is at 8, 8 p.m. I guess just postponed. But we, we don't know how they're going to reschedule it as well because you know the, the, the game on Wednesday against Jacksonville State was also postponed. So we'll have to see. That's true. I'm sure we'll find out either later today or. A late game. Uh, it'll still be a good time at the Rhodes House. The lights will be on, I'm sure, and it, it'll be cool. So you can be outside and not have to worry about it. The game's. Well. Real quick, Gary, as well, for the games tomorrow also, uh, since those are going to be changing as well, they're both going to be played, but they're going to be pushed back. So now we have the first game starting at 1 p.m. and the second game starting at 3.30. Corey. Hey, Gary. Hey, Gary how you doing? This doing morning? well. Thank you, buddy. Well, I'm not surprised because of the weather. Um because what I thought they would have done was play a doubleheader tomorrow and a doubleheader Sunday because there was no way you were going to really avoid the rain today. And so I thought they would just done doubleheader to tomorrow and doubleheader Sunday. Well, they're going to get one in tonight. So I think if they can, that's good. And, and uh, uh, you know, it's Friday night, so there's no school in the morning. So uh, a late game's not a not a bad deal. So I, you know, I know that I want, they want to play if they can. So they can get that uh, Arizona game in tonight at eight. I think that's good. Um, as far as last night's game goes, I'm very proud of the performance. I mean, when you play in a pitcher's duel, 
you know, offense is not going to come around. So you just got to scrape across the run any way you can. And I knew this pitcher for Northern Iowa was really good. So I wasn't surprised at the way that how the game turned out. So very proud of the way Alabama got it out of win. So I just took it and moved on. And um, now looking forward to the game against Arizona. And this is a very – dangerous Arizona team. This is more like a Mike Kendrea Arizona team that scores a lot of runs, plays good defense, pitches real well. And so if Alabama wants to win this game, they're going to have to earn it and not screw around. And um, just, I mean, let me put it to you this way. I know Alabama's undefeated right now, but I would not be surprised if Alabama drops the game in this tournament because of Alabama field is. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't either. I, I wouldn't either, Corey. And um, it is, it is, a, it is a really strong field. At the same time, I think Alabama's capable of winning every game too. And um, last night was like you said, that was an old-fashioned pitchers' duel, buddy. I mean, when you look at um, both pitchers, did an incredible job. And for for Kayla Beaver, even though there was some borderline pitches that she didn't get uh the calls on for her to battle through like that and get a and get a shutout when you had to have a shutout to win the game phenomenal performance not saying i want Alabama to lose the game i'm just saying that just about tough the field is i wouldn't be surprised if if alabama was to drop one because of how tough i mean arizona's the toughest team in the field in south alabama with Olivia Lackey, it's just like Northern Ireland. Right, they can pitch. Their pitcher. Yeah. And so, and and she has beat Alabama before here. So, this this would not be, I wouldn't be surprised if that's another pitcher's duel yeah. game. Here's something, too, uh, that, that someone tweeted at me that, that Patrick Murphy's student taught at the same high school, obviously at a different time, but he student taught at the same high school that the uh, Northern Iowa pitcher last night Attended, so that's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty neat. Of course, like I said, Northern Iowa is his alma mater, but um, I thought that was, um, I thought that was pretty cool, you know. So, are you are you saying you think that Alabama wins all the games, or you think they might slip up a little? Well, bit? I think they could slip up because, like you said, it's a strong field. But it would not surprise me if Alabama beat everybody in the field because I, I, I still think Alabama's a quality team playing at home at the Rhodes house. You know, if I just broke them down game by game, I would pick Alabama. You know, if you weren't looking at it as a tournament, in other words, if you had, you had Northern Iowa, they were already beating them once. If they came in here and then three days later, Arizona came in here and then two days later, South Alabama came in here. I would pick Alabama to win all those games at home in that that format. So I still think even in a tournament format where you're playing, you know, a number of games in, in just a shorter period of time, I think Alabama's capable of winning every one of these games. Because you have nearly a 24-hour window, would you think Alabama would pitch Caleb Beaver again tonight? Uh, no. I, 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 I think they'll go with Torrance. Now, I could be wrong, but you're asking me what I think. I think they'll come back with Torrance. Um, but... I certainly think Beaver would be available to come in out of the bullpen if needed, but my guess is that she won't start tonight. That's just, but that's just my guess, Corey. You know, I really like this lineup. I mean, the, having uh, Jenna Johnson leading off now. The problem is, is 
Murphy said she's not a green light girl, meaning she's not going to steal bases. That That's the only downfall of Jenna Johnson, that she's not a green light girl. But Kristen White in the nine hole to turn the lineup over. Yeah, Kahalen in the two or three. Dushner in the two or the three. Uh, and then uh, Marley Giles. I mean, this lineup is, it's not, it's not a, like a super stack lineup, but it's a good lineup that can produce runs. It is. You know, I like it too. I like this team. This is a fun team. I think they're going to be exciting to watch and, and um, you know, getting Beaver to come over too. When you lose Montana Fouts, you're thinking, well, we're going to drop off. But I tell you, I'm not sure. As good as Montana was, and she was great. I mean, Beaver has been fantastic, Corey. I mean, she's been she's been like Montana Fouts. I mean, she's been a true ace so far. So that was a huge pickup for the tie. Hey, listen, I want to get Cowboy on before the break, buddy, but good to hear from you, and uh, have a great weekend, Corey. Maybe you can call back Monday, and we'll recap the tournament. Good talk to you, Gary. Roll time. All right, thank you, Corey. All right, let's get to, well, Cowboy just went away. All right, Cowboy, if you're listening, some reason Justin cut you off. Um Completely my fault, Gary. Uh, I'm too get, excited with the weekend music. Here he's calling that's right cool. back. He's calling right back. Yeah, we're cranked up. You know, we're we're cranked up for the weekend. So, but I imagine that's Cowboy right there calling back in. So, um, all right, we'll get to Cowboy now. Yeah, I think Cowboy uh, Justin's a little happy with the trigger finger this morning. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Hey. Um, who did uh, it hit me? You talking to Corey there? Who did? Uh, Tuscaloosa County hire what made Weingarten kind of give up and go to Troy, and then I got a couple other questions. All right, I don't know that he. What you would say that he gave up? Uh, I, I I talked with him, and I talked with some people uh, that know him and and this was something that he kind of always aspired to do. And there's there's some talk that that um, you know from what I was told that. You know, he really enjoys that role of coaching, you know, being uh, someone to kind of, um, you know, motivate players and 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 that type of thing. And he just saw it as a great opportunity. Uh, so I don't know that I, I think he just you would just say that he that he quit. He got a chance to go work, you know, division. Well, I, well, one. I, maybe I didn't word it. Right, I understand. But. but no, I just think that he saw this as an opportunity that he had always kind of aspired to be at the college level. And, uh, you know, Troy's a really good program. It's in the state of yeah. Alabama. So I just think he felt like it was a good opportunity for him. And that doesn't change the fact that it's tough for Tuscaloosa County High in Class 7A uh, Region 3. That's that's tough. Now, Miles Holcomb, right. I broke the story a couple of weeks ago, is the new head coach. He's coming over from uh, Southside High School in Gadsden. He also was uh, head coach at Crossville to start his career. Then he was an assistant at Hoover for two years under, uh, oh, help me out, uh, Niblett. Then he was at uh, Alpharetta, yeah, Georgia as the offensive coordinator. Then three years at Southside Gadsden. I had him on my radio show. Um, extremely bright, young football coach who I think has the energy level. And let me say this for, for Weingarten. He really improved the county high program in terms of infrastructure, in terms of structure, in terms of, uh, you know, facilities. And so uh, they can compete in a lot of areas now in that in that region. Uh, Michael, Miles Holcomb, um, I like him. I was impressed by him. So we'll see what he can do. I mean, they're still not as talented as the teams they're playing. And, you know, it seems like Thompson gets more talented every day. You know, they had a big offensive lineman from Clay Chalkville announced that he was transferring in. So, you know, they're yeah. going to be hard to handle. Handle and uh, but you know I, I like this guy so we'll see what he can do. 
maybe my Hoover Bucks can get it back going with um, – the new coach from uh, Gilmer. From, from uh, Clay, Clay Chalkson. Yeah, yeah, I like Drew Gilmer. Uh, you know, he, he, he's he got a heck of a track record. So, yeah, I think they'll be they'll be headed back in the right direction at Hoover, too. But, but you know, it starts with Thompson right now. That's that's the power, yeah. not only in that region, but in the state. And, uh, you know, now don't count, discount Central Phoenix City, but still, right now, I think Thompson is is the program. Yeah, you know, you know Weingarten going to Troy, you know, I don't think nationwide or maybe even in the state of Alabama that people give that program enough credit for what they do year in. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. So uh, I, I think they've done an unbelievable job. In fact, I think there's some, you know, we, we focus on Alabama and Auburn, but there's some really good college football programs in this state, Cowboy. I mean, you look at Troy, you look at Jacksonville State, you look at South Alabama, look at what UNA's doing. I mean, this is a football-centric state. So there's room for other good programs, not just uh, not just at Alabama and Auburn, and you're seeing it. <clears throat> you're seeing a lot of competitive programs. Sanford, too, man. I mean, football's big in this state, man, and people People put a lot of resources into it, um, and you're right on Troy. I mean, they've they've had a lot of success. So, hey, listen, man, go. Always good to hear from you, Cowboy. I got to hit the break because I got Adam Amin coming up. We want to catch him on time. So, uh, but uh, have a good weekend, man. You gonna did you did you decide? I, I know I you young. said you're getting ready for a new house. Are you gonna try to catch a, a baseball game this weekend or not? Um, I don't know. Maybe Sunday. We'll see what the weather's like and uh, try to catch it, but. Uh, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. All right, pal. Have a good one. All right, I had a few other things, but that's all. Right. Hey, well, listen, Cowboy, call me, yeah, call me back later. I've just got I've got to hit this break because I got a guest coming up. But call me call me up uh, maybe at ten fifteen. We'll have plenty of time. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right, we got to hit the break. Uh, we're gonna come back with Adam Amin from Fox Sports next year on the Gary Harris Show. Los Tarascos has been serving Mexican favorites like burritos, fajitas, and quesadillas since 1999. Their new location is at 4100 Owen Parkway in Northport. And, of course, you can find Los Tarascos in Tuscaloosa at 110 Skyland Boulevard. The bar areas feature big screen television so you can enjoy your favorite sporting events. Los Tarascos features daily happy hour. West Krispy Kreme is open seven days a week. To see our complete donut, coffee, and espresso menu, visit our website at KrispyKremeTuscaloosa.com. Krispy Kreme, hot now and anytime. Life does doesn't wait for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens. But no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and... Find a store or switch suavemente at totalbyverizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate without a pay, plus taxes and fees. Discount begins the month after you enroll. Additional terms apply. See website for data management practices. As much as industry has evolved, it will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meat and 3 special. Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m., get a meat and 3 vegetables for just eight forty nine. Or for a lighter appetite, try the Lucky Lunch Soup, Salad, or Sandwich Combo. I'll see you at the free. Need to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive content. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right. 
right, Saturday in the Park. I love that song, and I always enjoy playing it on the show because it means that we're going to get an opportunity to talk with Adam Amin, one of the top play-by-play broadcasters uh, in the business, Fox Sports, and uh, I'm glad to have you back after a couple of weeks. Adam, good morning. Good morning, my friend. Hey, I want to start with NFL uh, because and we're going to get to some NBA for sure. But, uh, you know, we'll get to these running backs. But let's start with the Bears, your team, and, uh, you know, what you know what they're going to do. They've got the number one pick. Um, they've got Justin Fields still at this point, you know, traded out in the past. Uh, you know, what, where do you think they're, they're going with this? Do you think they're going to, you know, let Fields go, draft Caleb Williams? Or what, what's going on with the Bears? I mean, the, the field – Based on kind of listening to Ryan Pohl's talk, uh, the GM for the Bears, feels a little bit like they're going to lean towards Caleb Williams. I don't know if that's necessarily true. It's just kind of the gut feel you get when you mm-hmm. hear how they've gone about things and how Justin Fields kind of feels right now. And I think it's... I I, I would be a fan of them keeping Fields, but Me I understand too. the reason behind it right i i i get you that you can reset the salary cap mm-hmm. clock on on the most important and most expensive position in the league so i i understand their desire for it i think fields was a really tough project that they put a lot of work into and i i just kind of had this sense that i thought it was going to be time for him to to really break out the other thing with the bears is it doesn't matter who the quarterback is you still have to protect them you know, it's been a problem for the last few years is offensive line play overall. And while they've made some improvements at, at some spots, it's still not San Francisco. It's not Detroit. Um, it's not Baltimore. It's not one of the top offensive lines in the league. You know, those are, those are some of the better lines in the NFL. And I think for what they eventually are going to look like offensively, I feel like they're still going to have to figure out their protection plan. So uh, as, as much as, as much air as the quarterback conversation has taken up in Chicago over the last, you know, four months, basically, because it's really been going back to the end of the season where this has been a discussion. Um, I, I feel like they're leaning towards drafting Caleb Williams and trading Justin Fields and avoiding the, what I would imagine to be something around like 20 to $25 million uh, option yeah, for his fifth year and, and really don't, you know, that I think they're looking at the bigger picture here in terms of what you're going to have to pay that guy in a couple seasons. You know, assuming that he has a good year in year number five, that's that's going to be a hundred and seventy-five million dollar, two hundred million dollar quarterback. That's true. So, so I think I think I understand it. I feel like Fields would be in a great position with the Bears this year, but I also think he would do a really good job in a couple of other places. Pittsburgh and Atlanta are two of the places that kind of stick out for me. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, what the market looks like for him. And I was going to ask you about the Falcons specifically because he's a Georgia kid. He started at, at the University of Georgia before transferring to to uh, to Ohio State. And, and it looks like, and you're right with the Steelers, they're still in flux at their quarterback, even with Kenny Pickett. So, uh, yeah, I like that. I, I really, I'm intrigued by the the Atlanta Falcons, obviously, because mm-hmm. of the, the hometown ties and and, and uh, new coach there, Raheem Morris. Um I really think the Falcons might make a play here, don't you? I, I think so, and I, and I think it'd, it'd be in their best interest. And Raheem Morris was fairly bold in his, you know, press conference the other day. You know, he, he said straight up, like quarterback play. You know, mm-hmm. the reason that the team wasn't where it should have been, you know, was quarterback play. It was, it was a rough year for Desmond Ritter. Um, you know, Taylor Heineke did what he could in a backup role, but you know, Ritter was the guy, and he really struggled. 
and they have such talent on that roster on offense. You know, they have they have a really. I mean, I, I don't know collectively, but I feel like individually they've got some of the best offensive linemen in the league. You know, Chris Lindstrom's one of the best guards you'll you'll find. Jake Matthews, a veteran tackle, like they have really good linemen. Um, Caleb McGarry had a really good year when he was healthy at right tackle. They've got Pitts and Bajan Robinson and Drake London, and and they've they've got real weapons on that team. And their quarterback play was so dreadful last year, especially the turnover issues. I mean, I, I feel like Fields would thrive being around that organization, some of those younger players. Uh, I think I'm excited for Raheem Morris, as we talked about. I'm, I'm I'm a little biased. I just I'm a big fan of Raheem's as a as a coach in person, and I feel like he's a great fit uh, for what they want to do and and the steps that they want to take going forward. And I feel like Fields would be a good part of that if they do make a move for him. Adam and me with us. Let's get to these running backs because this is a unique class, man. I mean, mm-hmm. potentially, you know, you've got Pollard, Barkley, Jacobs, Henry uh, on the market, Devin Singletary, DeAndre Swift, Ezekiel Elliott. And it looks to me, and we've talked about this before, the way the running back position has been devalued. Even a guy like Henry, um, he's 30 now. I think fit's important for him. Uh, you know, he's he's going to have to be willing to play ball here a little bit, don't you think, Um Adam, in terms of finding a team, but maybe not taking the kind of money uh, that he's you know been accustomed to to find the right fit to have a chance to win a Super Bowl, and a lot of these guys, I mean, they have to, they may have to take less than what they would like to take, right? In in order to to mm-hmm. be in play here, because it's theoretical, you could see some of these guys left unsigned. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how the market has played out, right? Over the last couple of years, you know, and all the discussions last year about the value of the position itself. And, you know, the guy, the Saquon Barkley's of the world who wanted to get paid a, a much higher amount than what the market was willing to pay them. And I, I feel like that's what ends up happening for a lot of running backs. I think that's been kind of a trend there, there over the course of the last five, 10 years in the league, they're going to have to go find a, a spot. You know, the, 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 even somebody like Christian McCaffrey, you know, had, it, it, it took a trade, you know, to, to get him into a position where he was at least playing deep into the playoffs and playing for a Super Bowl. You know, we, we've seen it with a lot of high-level picks. Like Derrick Henry, as you said, is going through that now. Like Tennessee has made a, a, a deep playoff run and has made a couple of trips while he's been there, but they didn't have every everything it took to, to get all the way to the Super Bowl. And as well as Henry played that Tennessee roster has been deteriorated over the last couple of seasons since they made one of those deep runs. So I think with a lot of running backs around the NFL, they, they typically need to find a second home uh, after their first contract is up. So, you know, just think about all the turnover we had at the running back position last year in the NFC with guys flipping teams, whether it was Swift or Montgomery or, you know, McCaffrey last year, like, that's just this kind of been a trend over the course of the last few years because of how that position is valued by general managers right now. Let's talk some NBA and in, in the East, the Celtics have kind of separated themselves from everybody else. I, I'm, I want to ask you about the Bucks though, because it's, you know, going in, uh, bringing Dame over. I mean, I think most people on paper thought the Bucks were the favorite in the East. 
Doc Rivers comes in, slow start there. You know, first of all, to make a coaching change with a team that you know had a good record. Uh, what do you see from the Bucks? I mean, can can they catch fire, or is there just something there with that team that's not clicking? What what do you look at? Well, what do you see when you look at Milwaukee? Their issues were on defense under Adrian Griffin, which was the surprising part because Griffin was basically the architect of that Toronto Raptors defense that won a championship in 2019. You know, Nick Nurse was was the offensive guy who took over as head coach for Dwayne Casey, and, and Griffin was their lead defensive guy. So the thought was that this will be a much better defensive team. But they lost Drew Holiday. You know, he got he, he got traded a couple times in the Lillard deal. He, he eventually landed in Boston. And Lillard, for as good as he's been offensively, and Giannis, for as good as he is offensively, and, and as dominant as they can be, the first half of the season, they, they played no defense. And since Doc Rivers has taken over, they played better. Uh, they're 6-7 and seven under Rivers, they, but they're 5-2 and two in their last seven. Uh, a couple of those losses prior came with Damian Lillard out. Um, I feel like they're still trying to figure out who's the primary ball handler. Like that's one thing that they just don't have that they had last year, whether it was holiday and Javon Carter as your guards, you know, you had two really capable point guards running the show. So you can move Giannis off the ball plenty. Now you have a player like Damian Lillard who doesn't necessarily have to be ball dominant, be effective, but he's at his best when he's got the ball in his hands and, Obviously, Giannis is somebody that you always want to have at the controls with with uh, the basketball as as often as you can, but you don't want to have to rely on him to, to initiate as much as they're relying on him right now. So they they still have a lot of things to figure out in these next you know twenty some odd games, but they're good enough. They have plenty of playoff experience. You know, even you know with with the addition of Lillard and that group has played a lot of playoff games. Obviously they've won a championship. So they, they have all the tools. I think, I think they'll be fine. I don't know if anybody's going to be Boston this year as it is in the Eastern conference. Boston is just, I think a better team than everybody else. And, and they're still the, the, the favorites in my estimation, but it's a wide open East and Milwaukee's right in the thick of it. You know, they're in third, I think, right. Going into today. So, right. Tied with Cavaliers. You know, they, they, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, that both those teams are, has, still have a pretty wide gap between them and Boston. So I, I think there's still plenty of work for the Bucks. They have a lot of things to figure out, but they've got all the tools to figure it out. And they're in that position where because of their experience, they can be a little bit more experiment. You know, they, they can run some experiments with their rotations and try to figure out what's best for this team. Because like I said, they're playing a little bit better now uh, after the Rocky start under Rivers. Let me ask you about the Celtics uh, because, um, you know, best record in the NBA, who said eight-game lead in the Eastern Conference. You got Joe Mazzula, uh, still a young coach, but I'll stop short of saying NBA title or bust, but NBA finals are, are bust for him, uh, for this team. If they come up short of making it to the NBA finals out of the East, will he be out, do you think? I mean, I, I, not even necessarily Missoula. I think for the other guys that made it a couple of years ago under Ime Yudoka, you know, I think it's for Tatum and Brown guys who've had a lot of questions thrown at them over the course of their tenure together in the league. Oh, they can't, can they play together? Can they be an effective duo to lead a team to the NBA finals? They were pretty disappointed with their finish against golden state a couple of years ago. They got bounced by a, you know, upstart Miami team last year when they had won 58, something like that, 57, 58 games. 
So I think all those guys kind of came back along with all the trades that they made to bring in some new players. I think all those guys kind of came in with the same thought process. Like this is a year that we have to do it. And they're, I, again, as good as they've been all season long, they're, they, they have flaws like every other NBA team does. You know, it's a, it's a, a parody filled league this year. Just look at the West and how deep it is. You know, the Celtics have a seven game lead or something like that on Cleveland and the rest of the field in the East. Seven games separate the top eight teams in the West, basically. So just the depth of that conference is, is really impressive. And Boston, as good as they've been, you know, every team's got flaws and every team goes through lulls. And that's been a problem for even the best teams in the NBA this year, Boston included. So while it's not a Missoula thing, I think it has more to do with the guys that are playing just because of what happened a couple of years ago. But Missoula's got that same mindset. He's been part of that organization now for a while, and I think he understands the 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 stakes for where that organization is at. Obviously, they've won more titles than any other other than Lakers, so it's a, it's a big deal in Boston. The NBA is a big deal in Boston, understandably so. So they have a lot of expectations on them, and I think they're all kind of understanding that their window with Tatum and Brown is not closed by any means. It's it's still got a couple of years left, but they have to maintain the rest of their roster, and I think they're doing their best to try to make that push to win and win at least one for Tatum and Brown. You know, those two guys have a lot of pressure on them. I agree. In the West, it is a lot of fun. You know, Timberwolves trying to hold off a bunch of teams. Nuggets, you know, starting to make their move. Um, I still can't figure out the Clippers. But, of course, a lot of people, though, are looking at at down the standings at 9 and 10 with the Lakers and the Warriors. And uh, what we saw the other night from LeBron against the Clippers was unbelievable. I mean, L.A. was cruising. The Clippers were cruising that game, and, 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 and LeBron took over. Then last night, Wizards took him to overtime, but but – you know, Lakers won the game. I, I think a lot of people are still that watch the NBA still feel like this Lakers team can turn on that switch. Uh, and we'll get to the Warriors in a moment. But what are you seeing from LA? And can they can they make a push here to really improve their playoff standing? Uh, you know, these last twenty plus games of these of the season. Man, it's a uh, it's a great question. <laughs> you know, that's that's an, an enigmatic group. Um, but yeah, what they did the other night, you know, to, to come all the way back and make that push, I, I I just don't know what they have in their roster. You know, I just don't know if it's enough. You know, especially as deep as that as the conference is. I mean, Golden State's struggling. Um, the Lakers haven't been as good defensively as they've been in years past. I think their schedule is relatively tough going forward. You know, I think they're playing Denver, you know, in a couple nights. They play Oklahoma City, they play Sacramento, they play Milwaukee, Minnesota, you know, Golden State. You know, they've got a they got a really tough schedule coming up and and I don't know if they have the firepower. You know, as great as LeBron plays as he has played, it's remarkable what he's doing. You know, at at, at you know, 39 years of age, oldest player in the league to keep doing what he's doing it's 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 very impressive i just don't know if they have enough around them i'm with you um yeah i i feel like the clippers are a better team denver's a better team phoenix is a better team uh dallas is right there you know they're even with a couple of teams in that in that deep conference but the the, the top teams i still feel like they've got a better shot and they've got a little bit more roster depth than the lakers do right now 
Yeah, because I watched that fourth quarter of the Clippers game, and you could call it a Clippers collapse, but, but LeBron just took over. But you can't play that way. That that won't sustain itself, Adam. You can't just say, LeBron, just go one on five, you know, to win its games. I mean, I, I'm with you a little bit. But they they pulled that one out last night, too. And and yeah. the Warriors are 8-2 and two in their last 10. And, um, they you know, the Knicks are depleted right now, but they, they get a win in New York last night. Uh, this is a team that seems to have turned the corner a little bit. What are you looking for from them? Uh, for Golden State, yeah. I, I feel like when, since since uh, Draymond Green came back, you know they've played much better. Um, they're they're playing you know about two out of every three they've won. Basically, you mentioned their last ten games have been really strong. Um, I remember talking to Steve Kerr about it. He he felt like they were at a good position even in in January uh, when I got a chance to see him. And and I feel like while Green was dealing with that suspension and and waiting to come back. I feel like he plays a key role. You know, everybody knows that. You know, he plays as key of a role as any player in the league. You know, he's as important to that group's success. Um, not as important as, you know, Curry or Thompson or whatever, but he's as important to that group as just about anybody. And, you know, Clay Thompson figuring out his role, you know, and, and was he going to be willing to come in off the bench and, and play a different role. And, and to his credit, he was. So I, I, I give Kerr a lot of credit. I, I, that group feels like it's got enough playoff pedigree to be able to make a deep run, but they also need the right matchups. You know, they're not as big. That's not a big team necessarily, even though, you know, there's, you know, they have Kaminga and they've got a couple of guys in, in, in their front court. They're just not a big team. And I think size is winning out right now with what Oklahoma City's doing, what Minnesota's doing. Uh, you know, the Clippers are playing well with their small ball lineup, but I think they're a better unit right now. They're a little bit fresher, whereas the Warriors at times just look a little bit older. But they're playing on experience, and they're good enough, and they have enough depth. And obviously Curry is still one of the enigmas of the NBA in terms of how effective he scores and, and how quickly he can get off and, and the same thing with Thompson. He's had some big games off the bench. So I think they have a little bit more of firepower. But like I said, man, that, that conference is as deep as you're going to get right now. This is as good as it's been in probably 10 years. Yeah, it's outstanding. Out of time. Great stuff as always, Adam. Appreciate you. And um, I know you'll be busy with the Bulls and getting ready for baseball and uh, everything else. But uh, appreciate you carving out some time for us. You got it, Gary. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Adam Amin, it's tonight, 9.52 here on the Gary Harris Show. Hey, the YMCA of Tuscaloosa, like I said, the Y is waiting and ready for you. All it takes is for you to go by and uh, join, and then you're on the way. Uh, you're on your way to getting fit. I mean, great, great community of people, terrific facility, great staff, led by the CEO, Jeff Knox, who's a terrific uh, person, knows the fitness industry. The personal training there is top-notch. The fitness classes are top-notch. Um, Silver Sneakers program for seniors. They help you with your child, or your children with daycare. It's out. Uh, it's outstanding. I've been a member for over twenty years. Encourage you to join me at the Y of Tuscaloosa, twenty three hundred thirteenth Street downtown. Get by and see them today. We'll be back. To wrap up hour number one right after this. Since 2011, Billy Sports Grill, located on Main Avenue in historic downtown Northport, has been serving their legendary signature chicken sandwich, award-winning wings, and handcrafted cocktails. Billy's is also the spot to watch all your favorite sporting events with big-screen, high-definition televisions, both dining rooms, at the bar, and outside. If you want to pay more, that's your business. If you want to save, that's our business. Tuscaloosa Hyundai, corner of Skyland and Hargrove. Tuscaloosa. 
TuscaloosaHyundai.com. If you haven't already, you've got to try Tuscaloosa's unique breakfast, brunch, and lunch concept. Brick and Spoon, downtown Tuscaloosa, Timerson Square. It's fresh food with a Cajun flair featuring a full bar with build-your-own Bloody Marys and mimosas. Open daily, 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. Available for after hours. Better living at First and Main. Visit FirstAndMainCondos.com or call 205-657-7465. Mention you heard about us on the radio and receive one month free rent. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and cool today with occasional rain, the high 55. Tonight, rain ending this evening. The clouds will linger, the low 49. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine, much warmer. Just a few isolated showers around, the high 69. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 48 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Gary Harris Show. Alabama Sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, hour number one is in the books. I want to thank Adam Amin. In hour number two, we're going to start it off talking uh, about the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference and its rebranding to the HBCU conference 1030 of course the Auburn report with Brett Pritchard also more time for phone calls I know uh, Cowboy didn't get to finish his call we had a couple other calls that we were not able to go to because we had Adam coming on but at about 1015 we'll have an entire segment for phone calls so that'll work out well so we're going to close it out here with the cure Friday I'm in love this hour has been brought to you by Alabama Credit Union hour number two is right around the corner stay with us by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows all state to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Life doesn't wait for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens. But no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. As much as Innisfree has evolved, it will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meat and 3 special. Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m., get a meat and 3 vegetables for just 8 49 or for a lighter appetite try the lucky lunch soup salad or sandwich combo i'll see you at the free wtbc tuscaloosa and w265 cg tuscaloosa a town square media station tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app from the fox sports studios in los angeles Here's Kevin Wire. NBA action on a Thursday night. It was a rematch of last year's NBA Finals. The Nuggets beating the Heat 103-97 behind 30 points from Michael Porter Jr. The Spurs with an upset win against the Thunder, shocking Oklahoma City 132-118 as the Thunder now a game back of the Timberwolves for the top spot in the Western Conference. 
The Lakers escape against the Washington Wizards 134-131 in overtime behind a monster game from Anthony Davis, 40 points in 15 rebounds for Los Angeles. In college hoops, both 17th ranked St. Mary's and number 19 Washington State winning on Thursday night. And in the NHL, the Stars beat the Jets 4-1 to reclaim first place in the Central Division. Maple Leafs take down the Coyotes 4-2. Austin Matthews with his NHL leading 53rd goal. Now, this hour's West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Both houses of the state legislature passed bills to protect in vitro fertilization clinics from prosecution in the wake of the state Supreme Court decision that frozen embryos are children. However, both bills still make that identification. State forensics report identifies the death of Walker County inmate Tony Mitchell as a homicide resulting from hypothermia and medical neglect. Mitchell had mental health issues. The American Heart Association conducting their 2024 Heart Walk at Government Plaza in downtown Tuscaloosa at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Chicken is at 8. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hour number two of the TGIF edition, Gary Harris, Justin Jones. This hour of the program being brought to you, as always, by Patterson Comer, Attorneys at Law. Patterson Comer, dedicated to serving our clients' integrity and excellence of the driving force behind the firm and its staff. Clients and prospective clients are treated with respect and care. And at Patterson Comer, we invite you to contact us with any questions concerning legal issues that are a result of personal injury. Wrongful death, product liability, 18-wheeler accidents, automobile accidents. Remember, our business is to take care of your needs with feet on the ground right here in West Alabama. Call Paul Patterson in Tuscaloosa at 205-345-1000. Mike Comer's in Northport at 205-759-3939. The commitment to serve our client does not stop at the end of the workday. We're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. PattersonComerLawFirm.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. And we're going to jump out on the uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline and welcome in Dr. Kiki Baker-Barnes, Commissioner of the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference, which is being rebranded into the HBCU Conference. Uh, The GCAC is hosting its tournament in Tuscaloosa at Birthwhite Alumni Hall this week. It's ongoing right now. Stillman will be joining this conference in the coming school year. So, so much excitement. Dr. Barnes was in studio with us not that long ago, but we've got her here this morning on the first in Maine, or on the uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline for hour number two. Good morning, Dr. Barnes. How are you? Good morning. I am doing great. All right, a pleasure to talk to you again, and I think it's kind of ironic, and Chris Megason there at uh, at Stillman does a great job with uh, keeping us up to date on Stillman. He sent me some notes this morning, and it um, in the notes, it included the fact that you're the first African-American female commissioner in the NAIA, and that's uh, doubly important because we're transitioning from Black History Month to Women's History Month in March, so I congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> yeah, Chris does a tremendous job. Um, though we had a rebranding announcement yesterday morning, and so when we were here, yeah. when you were in studio with us with your staff from uh, Gulf Coast Athletic Conference, uh, we were all pumped up about the tournament. But now going forward, rebranding from GCAC to HBCU Conference. Kind of explain what went into that, please. Yeah, so it was. It's been such an exciting time. Uh, the GCAC is uh, 43 years old now, and 
um, as we have been determining how we will move forward and try to strengthen our brand position in the market, um, we were trying to figure out what that would look like for us. And so our conference has operated as a group of HBCUs for the last 13 years. Um, but and so Gulf Coast, at least at this point now, we've expanded to, to Texas. We're in Tennessee. We're in Ohio. We're, we're in South Carolina. We're in Virgin Islands. So our expansion says, well, we're not. Yeah, Gulf not just Coast Gulf Coast anymore. anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're not in the Gulf Coast states anymore. We expanded and we were trying to find a name that would be in alignment uh, with the expansion. And so um, we landed on HBCU Athletic Conference and we're really excited about it. Um, we got great feedback yesterday. People are excited about it and re really feel good about where we're going. So it feels good. It's going to be fun. Can't wait to go through all the transition of a new website. Um, you know, we get to get new gear. Who who doesn't love new new gear and apparel, right? Um, so that's going to be fun. Uh, but we're really excited and, and hope that we can uh, find some strategic partners who want to um, be a, be in partnership with the conference where winners thrive. That is our tagline. Um, we we are looking forward to telling stories about our institutions, students, faculty, staff, alumni who graduated from our institutions or at our institutions currently and are doing amazing things and are winning in life. And so we look forward to highlighting those stories via the platform and, and tagline where winners thrive. Dr. Kiki Baker Barnes with us, the commissioner of the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference, soon to be the HBCU Conference. And uh, this week right here in Tuscaloosa, even though Stillman's still in the SSAC for now and playing down in Montgomery, the men and women, the GCAC Hope Credit Union Men's and Women's Basketball Championship Tournament being played at Birthright Alumni Hall. We did a little piece on the TV side the other night, and you said if this was an audition yeah. for Tuscaloosa, they knocked it out of the park. So, so far, so good, oh. I take it. Oh, let me tell you, knocked it out the park. And while we're talking about knocking out the park, let me just talk about all the wonderful people who have knocked it out the park. Um, you know, we, we were able to uh, uh, bring on Mercedes-Benz as a sponsor. We were so excited. They have come on and they are sponsoring a hospitality lounge. And then we have a number of local restaurants who have provided food for um, our VIPs, for our, our, our staff, our team. Um, Urban Bar and Kitchen. I think I was just singing their praises last <laughs> time I was here. Tom's Rib Shack, Urban Cookhouse, Jason's Deli, Coca-Cola, Ready Ice. Like all of these are local companies who have really just uh, made this experience just a great experience. And then uh, practice facility partnerships. Bryant High School, Central High School, Shelton State Community College, they opened up their, uh, their facilities for our teams to be able to get practice times in. Um, which is, I, I will say, is anything that coaches always want to know, can I get a practice in? Can I right. get some shots up? I want to make sure I can get my team ready. And so those partnerships um, have been amazing because it's helped our uh, teams get ready. Um, so we are really excited. And, of course, I can't, I mean, I could go on and on about Visit Tuscaloosa Absolutely. and Stillman College. Yeah. You know, amazing people. Kelsey Rush is the CEO has just been amazing and her with her team, Dr. Page, AD Whittle over at Stillman College. I'm just telling you, it's been amazing. And it's been great for Tuscaloosa too. I think Visit Tuscaloosa, um, 
And you mentioned Kelsey Rush. I think they're they're estimating the economic impact uh, in and around Tuscaloosa seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, three quarters of a million dollars with this event here. So it's it's been a win win. Yeah, and that and that's what it's about. Um, and I think when I when we when we had our conversation the first time, and I said, "Hey, we're we're looking to come somewhere, and we we want to be a part of that community. We want to look to build a long term partnership." Um, I've gotten great feedback from. Um, our our coaches, um, you know, they're spending the money, they're eating, they're having a good time. Um, we're in the city, so it feels really good. And I really hope, and as I've said the first time, that um, this will not be a one-time thing, that we can look at this and, and maybe we can continue to build and, and, and come back again. So it's been amazing, um, and I think that having events like this, that's what it's about, economic impact to build a community. The excitement um, with Stillman coming into the, the conference in, in the next uh, school year and um, what they're going to bring to uh, the HBCU conference. Let me tell you something. So I when I, I did get a chance to attend the game, but I've seen their teams play. And I can tell you uh, unequivocally that they are going to compete. Uh, both teams, I feel like, are, could be top top three, top four teams. Um, you know, give or take, you know, recruiting classes coming in, losing kids. But what I saw in them, I was like, oh, boy. I was like, Stillman's going to be a force to, force to reckon with. And that's a lot of fun because we want good competitive teams. Competitive uh, teams make for a great championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will tell you that I was really, really impressed. And remember, I was, I was a basketball coach. So, I mean, I, I would say I'm a trained eye at this. I, I know good basketball. I know good coaching they have great coaches there and um yeah i i I definitely see stillman coming in and making some noise you already alluded to um high schools and shelton state opening up their gyms and all the great food sponsors so the experience because you got 10 schools that's 20 teams 10 men's teams 10 women's teams in tuscaloosa for an entire week have they shared their experiences the players and coaches and the fans from those schools that how how it's been for them this week are they enjoying themselves well everybody's enjoying themselves they're they're having a good time well at least let me say the few people that i've had a chance to talk to when they're not getting ready have said they are really really happy uh with their experience so far so i feel i feel like so far so good you know we got three more days and we just want to make sure we keep it going in that direction yeah, today's day three of the tournament, uh, second day of the quarterfinals. Today's schedule at noon, you've got uh, the Fisk women taking on the Talladega women at 2 p.m. Uh, number four, Dillard versus number five, Oakwood in a women's game. Then at 5 p.m. in the men's side, uh, Russ takes on Talladega at 7 p.m. On the men's side, it's Fisk and Wiley. Saturday's semifinals are set for 12, 2, 5, and 7 with the championship games on Sunday at 2 and 5. So we're right in the middle of it. And for folks that are listening, if you're a fan of basketball or if you're just a a, a fan of a great event or you just want to support this tournament, uh, tickets are available at the door, I'm assuming, Dr. Barnes. Tickets are available at the door. Just show up. We would love to have you. We want to see the community come out. I will tell you, last night we had our first bracket buster. Uh, number nine seed Dillard upset number one seed Tulu. It was insane. Uh, uh, it was an amazing game. But, I mean, it, it's already started, and, and it's going to get better. Uh, today's going to be a great day. We have some great matchups today. 
So who knows? We may have some more bracket busters today, but yes, we'd love to have you come on out to Stillman College, Birthright Hall. It's going to be a great time. Now, folks, get on out there and uh, through through the weekend for some great basketball and great uh, fellowship at uh, Birthright Alumni Hall. It's a new era for this conference, going from the GCAC to the HBCU Athletic Conference. Stillman coming in, so a lot of excitement. And Dr. Barnes, as always, it's a pleasure visiting with you. And um, just have a great tournament the rest of the way. Did we lose Dr. Barnes? Well, I'm... We lost her, but that's okay because the timing of that was pretty good. <clears throat> Is she still there? Did we lose her? We were closing it out anyway, but I'll I'll tell her. Uh, okay, let's get her back on, Doctor Barnes. I don't know what ha- what happened there, but I was wishing you well <laughs> and uh, and for a great tournament the rest of the way. But really appreciate your time. Thank you, Gary. All right, Dr. Kiki Baker-Barnes with us, and we'll get to the break, and we'll come back. Phone calls. I know we had some callers earlier that could not get through because of uh, Adam Amin coming on, but this next segment, we're wide open. So if you tried to get through earlier on the First in Maine Condos hotline in hour number one, it's now Come discover better living at First in Maine. Visit firstinmaincondos.com or call 205-657-7465. Mention you heard about us on the radio and receive one month free rent. Since 2011, Billy Sports Grill, located on Maine Avenue, Avenue in historic downtown Northport has been serving their legendary signature chicken sandwich, award-winning wings, and handcrafted cocktails. Billy's is also the spot to watch all your favorite sporting events with big screen, high-definition televisions, both dining rooms, at the bar, and 100% satisfaction and appointments set around your schedule. Give us a call for all your steam cleaning needs, 205-553-9460, Houston Hydro Steam. Quality work you can stand on. Los Tarascos has been serving Mexican favorites like burritos, fajitas, and quesadillas since 1999. Their new location is at 4100 Owen Parkway in Northport. And, of course, you can find Los Tarascos in Tuscaloosa at 110 Skyland Boulevard. The bar areas feature big-screen television so you can enjoy your favorite sporting events. Los Tarascos features daily happy hour specials. And for the best Mexican cuisine in West Alabama, remember, the name is Los Tarascos with locations in Tuscaloosa and Northport. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and cool today with occasional rain, the high 55. Tonight, rain ending this evening. The clouds will linger, the low 49. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine, much warmer. Just a few isolated showers around, the high 69. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 48 degrees in Tuscaloosa. For more from Tide 100.9, let's it fly! on Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud. Well, it's finally Friday, and nobody can sing it like the possum. George Jones, welcome back into the Gary Harris Show, this TGIF edition. Some breaking news from Ross Dellinger, Yahoo Sports. <clears throat> and you kind of knew this was coming, but it's um, it's interesting, Justin. The college football is approving helmet-to-helmet communication or helmet-to-sideline communication. And in other words, coaches now will be able to just like in the NFL, talk to the quarterback 
in the helmet, which will, I guess, help fix these stealing signs problems. They'll have tablets on the sideline and at halftime. And also going to a two-minute warning, just like in the NFL. So the evolution of college football continues. The 12-team playoff is about to be implemented. It looks like it's going to be going into a 14-team playoff pretty quickly. All the changes with NIL and the portal and now with helmet communication, tablets on the sideline, two-minute warning. Well, the game is changing a lot right in front of our very eyes, but that's being reported by Ross Dellinger from Yahoo Sports, who is one of the top college football writers in the country. So I think the helmet communication thing's a good deal if it can be done in the NFL. I guess the only thing I, I wonder about and I don't know the expense on that. If some of the smaller schools, the NCAA um, Division II schools, some of the NAI schools, of course, you know, NAI is a whole different governing body. But um, as far as the FBS schools, I don't think that's going to be a, an issue at all with helmet communication. So something there to take a look at. All right, I'll tell you what we're going to do here. Uh, Rob Vaughn, Alabama baseball coach, is taking his team out to Frisco, Texas for a tournament with some really good competition. Indiana, Arizona, and Dallas Baptist. This is head coach Rob Vaughn talking with the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Crimson Tide Productions about that upcoming tournament. Here is the head coach of the Crimson Tide. Team's been off to a hot start. What's working for you guys right now? Yeah, we just, I mean, we continue to pitch the ball pretty well. I think that's the big thing. We've thrown the ball well. We've gotten good starts. Now our pitchers are starting to build that pitch count up, which will be good to kind of get going there. Um, then offensively, I thought we just played a really good brand of baseball this weekend. You know, I thought we hit some homers. We manufactured some runs. I thought the bats were really tough. You know, I think coming off of last weekend, we scored some runs and won some games, but I didn't just love the way the offense functioned. This weekend is what it's supposed to look like. It was Really tough at bats, really unselfish at bats. Um, played pretty good defense over the course of the weekend. Had a couple laps, but pretty good defense. So that's a recipe for good stuff. You can continue to do that. Um, and then there's always room for improvement. So what are you guys looking to work on in the midweek and the practices leading up to the weekend? Yeah, I think the big thing that I'm excited for, especially tomorrow for the midweeks, first time this group's going to go on the road. You know, we haven't, even in the fall, both of our games were here. Um, we've played our first eight games at home, which is great. Um, but it's time to get a little bit uncomfortable. You know, we played well, and now it's time to get out of our comfort zone a little bit, play a good UAB team at their place. You know, they've, they've played pretty good baseball. They beat a good Kennesaw State team that played pretty well down at Clemson this last weekend. So we'll have our work cut out for us there. Um, and then turn our attention to Texas. I mean, that's three really good teams, kind of a regional-type atmosphere this weekend, you know, down in, down in Frisco with Indiana, who I'm really familiar with. I've spent a lot of time in that league. Um, and they are super talented this year. And then a good Arizona team and, and a Dallas Baptist team that's playing at an elite level right now. So to me, the biggest thing is just now, can we operate the same way we've been operated home when we're uncomfortable, when BP is a little different and you're on the road and you're not in your familiar confines of your park. And I think that's going to be a good test for us and a really good barometer for us this week. Um, and the pitching staff has been lights out so far. So what can you say about that group's progress through the first week? Yeah, the one thing I really liked about this weekend is it, it didn't seem to come as easy for them at times. They had to they had to grind through some stuff. You know, I thought their 
credit Valpo. It's an older hitting group. You know, I know they didn't do crazy stuff offensively, but there's some older hitters in there, and I thought they had a good plan. And you know, they they made some of our guys work a little bit. We had to work out of a couple jams. We had to we had to pitch with some traffic on the bases. You know, we didn't just go out and punch out 15 guys a game. And and I think that's good. They need we need to be able to do that a little bit. And and it's good to see those guys kind of not panic in those situations and execute. That's going to be the big thing. They do a great job. Um, of preparing, um, but of when kind of stuff doesn't go your way, and whether it's an error, whether it's a walk, whatever it may be, that we can kind of manufacture our way through that. And I thought those guys did a great job. All right, Rob Vaughn talking about uh, Bama baseball, and a good, again, a great opportunity for them this weekend out in Frisco, Texas, uh, against really good competition: Indiana, Arizona, and Dallas Baptist. Let's jump back out on the uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline. And Cowboy got had to cut him a little short in first hour. He's called back in to finish his other points. Hey, Cowboy. Hey, how you doing? No, I wanted no. to um, talk with you about that interview you had yesterday with Jody Wright. That was a that was a great interview, uh, heartwarming. You know, I appreciate the smaller school football and at, up there, like at Murray State, they've kind of got a good tradition. And I had a fraternity brother at Alabama um, that li- that lives in Murray, Kentucky. Was from Murray, Kentucky, and. I can give you his number off the air and get Jody to contact him. He's kind of pretty established in the community. I think his daughters went up there and maybe Jody's met him, but uh, could help maybe, you know, with some stuff up okay. there for Jody yeah. if, you want, if you want that afterwards. And um, so uh, then um, it's just appreciative of the way the – Nick Saban and Coach Bryant. I mean, just hearing Jody talk and the stories mm-hmm. about recruiting, just it just warmed my heart. It was uh, a heck of a deal, you know. Yeah, he's uh, like I said yesterday. I'm glad you enjoyed the interview because he's he's as uh, Alabama football as as you as you can get coming from you know uh, Carrollton, Alabama, and 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 Pickens Academy, playing for his legendary dad, going to Jacksonville State, playing football. You know, he's worked his way up. You know, I, I rattled off all the different coaching stops, and to get this opportunity now in FCS and Murray. And you're right, uh, Cowboy Murray State. Of course, we think I think we first think of basketball when we think of Murray State. But when you look at the fact that uh, Mike Godfrey coached there, uh, Houston Nutt coached there. Um, Ah, uh, help me out with um, Joe Panunzio. He coached there. You know, that's a tie yeah. to Alabama. Yeah, so so they got a strong tradition there in football too. And and like uh, you know. Um, Coach was saying yesterday they used to have the deal that the Murray State Racers, you know, and in Kentucky they'd have the racehorse that would run the run the track when when they scored a touchdown. He wants to bring that back, you know. So uh, he's excited and and uh, you know uh, uh, and I'm happy for him. Jody and and, and Josh and and John Jonathan, all those guys are are great football coaches and great people and, and grassroots football people, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's you know I've been to a few of those smaller school games and. Uh, I tell you, if you're close to the field, the, the hitting's not much different than the SEC. I mean, it's a you know, it's different, but they, there's some football players out there, I tell you. And, uh, you know, up there at uh, at Murray, I'm, I imagine he talked to Panunzio before he took the job. Joe probably told him some things about the job, you know, since he's been up oh, there. Oh, he did. Yeah, and, he definitely and, talked to Coach Panunzio about it. Sure did. And, yeah. uh 
Um, you know, you're coming off a two and nine season, but the good thing is, <clears throat> you know, when you're taking over a team that's two and nine, they're going to give you a little bit of leeway. They're going to give you some time. You know, you take over a team that's nine and two, and it might not be that way. So yeah. uh, I'm anxious yeah. to see how 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 Jody does. I think he'll do well. I do too. I sure hope he does, and parlay that into even something bigger and better. Yep, hopefully. exactly. Um, got your prediction for tomorrow night Gary yeah I'll give it out um I'm picking Alabama I, and I and I, I don't have a score in mind yet I always do it on the day of the game on, on my on my WVUA 23 Gary Harris Facebook page so folks go follow me I put out a score prediction and, and then do a whole thread from people making their predictions but I think Alabama's going to win the game Cowboy I do I uh yeah. I know Tennessee laid it on them up in Knoxville and I know Tennessee is a tough physical experienced team and um you know, I, I don't think it's a great matchup for Alabama, but playing here, the energy that's going to be in that building tomorrow night, man, it's going to be electric, and I think it's going to propel, propel Alabama to to a victory. And uh, and pretty much, if they win this one tomorrow night, I think they could even take a loss at Florida and still finish with at least a tie for the SEC championship because they're going to beat Arkansas next Saturday. I feel pretty confident about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Who do you, who do you uh, like? I think it's kind of a toss-up. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm afraid we're going to lose one. Somebody doesn't think we're going to lose. This could be it, but I, I may be wrong. Well, I hope you, know, you are. I've watched this Alabama basketball for a long time, and I, you know, in 2004 they went to the final eight. But I, I tell friends of mine that call me up all excited. I said, call me when we win a Sweet 16 game, and then I'll get excited. I hear you. you. I know. I know. I've, 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 I've got guarded optimism. Well, there's been a lot of disappointment. You know, you and I have talked about it. We've gone through it, man. 76, just bad luck. You know, there were no there were no seedings then, and, and they ran up against the team that went 31-0. Um, 82, you know, played North Carolina down the wire. Eddie Phillips fouled out in that game. Um, you know, 87, I thought was – I thought that's the first time um, – since 76 that I thought Alabama was ticketed for the final four. I thought that 87 team, I, I, I sat over there in Birmingham and watched what they did to Benny. Um, oh, what was Benny his name? D's. Yeah. Benny D's in new Benny Orleans. D's. And they just, yeah. and, you know, and I said, there's no way anybody's going to beat this team. Life, and then Providence should have lost to uh, Austin P they should have lost in right. Birmingham. And then they, unleashed on Wimp, Wimp at that point in time. You know, the, the three-point shot was really pretty new, and Providence under Rick Patino was one of the first teams to really use it uh, prominently. Yeah. And and then, uh, of course, you know, in, in 90, I thought they had a Final Four caliber team. Oh, I thought team. we had it in 90. That's so, the one that hurts me. Yeah, you know, in, in, in <laughs> 2002, I thought they, you know, in, in 91 is what, and it's crazy as it sounds, even in 89. If 89, if they don't blow that huge halftime lead to South Alabama over in Atlanta, I think they might have beaten Michigan. Oh, I, I think they I matched up well against Michigan. Yeah, so oh, it's been heartbreak after heartbreak. I get it. But uh, sooner or later, I think they're going to get to Final Four, and I think this guy, Nate Oates, is going to be the guy to take them. Hey, yeah, great call, well, Cowboy. All right, good talk to you, Gary. I appreciate it. Appreciate Bye-bye. you. All right, let's try to get uh, Ellis on <clears throat> before we get to the break. Uh, good morning, Big E. What's up? Not much here, Gary Harris. I was, at the, I was at the beach last weekend. Oh, how was that? Uh, it was pretty awesome, but I couldn't believe that people were uh, the women were in their bikini and uh, and stuff like that. It, uh, it's still not even March yet. I mean, yeah. I didn't mind, but, you know, my goodness, you know. 
Sometimes okay. people will. Maybe somebody from Alaska or something. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> some of those snowbirds now. It, what we think is a little bit chilly, they 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 don't uh, they don't have a problem with it. So. Yeah. But now it was beautiful. It was a day to be down there. Well, that's good, man. I'm glad you enjoyed yeah. yourself. You making it down to Tuscaloosa tomorrow? I'm going to do my best. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm going to do my best because. Uh, that would be a game to go see right there. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be crazy tomorrow night. I mean, I I think the atmosphere in that in that building, the Coleman Coliseum tomorrow night, is just going to be electric. It's going to be fun. See, that's what I love being in a place like that when it's electric like that and everybody's a holler and all that, you know, and I'm one of them, you know, because I will be one of them uh, if I get to go. So uh, just looking forward to it and uh, – I think we're going to win. It's going to be a hard-fought game, but uh, I think uh, at the end we'll come out on top. Yeah, I think I think Bama's going to win it too. And uh, and I think that uh, when they get that win tomorrow night, if they just can split these next two games against Florida and, and uh, Arkansas, which they should do, they're going to win at least a piece of the SEC title. If not out right now, and listen, I'm not saying they can't win at Florida. <clears throat> I'm not saying that at all. But I, I think that's, you know, probably going to be a loss on the road against the Florida team that gave them all they wanted here in Tuscaloosa, but who knows? So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, try to get on down tomorrow night, buddy. Uh, I think it's going to be one Oh five to uh, 88. Woo. Okay. Going for another, another triple digit spot for the tide. All right. They'll have to work against that Tennessee defense, but I don't, uh, I don't discount their ability to score. That's for sure. All right, Ellis, man. Uh, I'll be at the game tomorrow night over there in the media section. So if you're at the game, you know we sit back right behind the uh, in that corner there, uh, where where Alabama comes out of their their locker room. So come holler at me if you get a chance. All right, I will. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right, good to talk to Ellis. It's 1031, time to take a break. And uh, real quickly, I want to remind you, prom time's around the corner. You young gentlemen, you want to look your best for the prom. T-Town Menswear, T-Town Gallery, University Mall. Tom will hook you up, man. Something traditional, if you want something a little bit flashy, whatever it is you want for your prom, Tom and the staff there, T-Town Menswear, T-Town Gallery, University Mall will hook you up. We'll be back with Brett Pritchard with the Auburn Report next here on the Gary Harris Show. As much as industry has evolved, it will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meet and 3 special. Up to a $60 a month voice plan depending on device. Select models only while supplies last. First month service charge and tax due at sale. Cricket 5G requires a compatible device and is not available everywhere. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See store for details. If you haven't already, you've got to try Tuscaloosa's unique breakfast, brunch, and lunch concept. Brick and Spoon, downtown Tuscaloosa, Timerson Square. It's fresh food with a Cajun flair featuring a full bar with build-your-own Bloody Marys and mimosas. Open daily, 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. Available for after hours. of. We're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Visit PattersonComerLawFirm.com. No representations made that legal services provided by Patterson Comer is greater than any other legal services performed by any other lawyer. Tuscaloosa's Old Colony Golf Course is an 18-hole championship layout designed by 1976 U.S. Open champion Jerry Pate. Director of Golf John Gray and fitting specialist Bob Montgomery are PGA certified. Mike Shivitz is the head professional and director of the Tuscaloosa Junior Golf Program. Call today to secure a tee time at the Tuscaloosa Championship Golf Course. Everyone can play. 205-562-3201. Old Colony is operated by Para. Covering University of Alabama sports, as well as the national and local scene as well. The Gary Harris Show, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1034. Welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. It's time for the Auburn Report with Brett Pritchard, my good pal, who uh, we're also going to talk high school basketball because he's, of course, calling games over there in Birmingham with the AHSAA radio network. And, boy, what an exciting time. I still think this college uh, or this state high school basketball tournament is not just a top high school event. I think it's one of the top events in the state for period. Brett, would you agree with that? I think it's one of the top events you know, high school and sports aside, I just think it's an unbelievable event every year. Oh, it's, it's outstanding, Gary. It's one of our our favorite things to do every year. Um, you know, it, it is a well-run tournament. I think a lot of states have emulated what the HSA has done um, with the uh, the finals here in Birmingham. It's a, it's a great venue, you know, Legacy Arena, renovated a couple of years ago. It's just a a perfect place for uh, for this tournament, but we see great basketball every single year. Um, we've seen some crazy stuff this year. You always see it's amazing. Been doing this 18 years now; it's hard to believe. But um, you see first almost every year, and this year is no different. I can go all the way back to Monday and uh, Spring Garden team that that just won a, a state championship uh, last night, but. Uh, took on an Elba team on Monday and shut them out in a half of basketball. And, you know, you make it to Birmingham, you're pretty doggone good. Yeah. You're, you're one of the four best teams left in the state, and Elba was 28-4. and four. And Spring Garden, led by Ace Austin, who is a commit to Alabama, obviously all of you guys know that up there, um, just shut them down. And just I've never seen a half of basketball where a team did not make a basket. And uh, it was forty-one to nothing at half. They they go on to win the game easily, but man, it's eye-opening uh, to see some of the things uh, that that you're able to experience at this tournament. And girls' basketball, to me, Gary, is some of the best in this environment because when you get down to the final four teams and all these classifications like a Mars Hill and a Spring Garden and uh, some of these tight teams, uh, the Ider Hornet, they, they're just so well coached and so fundamentally sound. It's, yeah. If you're a really big basketball fan, it, it's fun to watch. Yeah, a thought on the Spring Garden uh, Elba game too, because you're right, forty-one nothing at half. But I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Elba credit for this. Like you said, they're one of the Final Four, first of all, so they won a regional. They've had a great year. Uh, they engaged. At least they played. You know, they didn't try to hold the ball. And in the second half, I know it wasn't great, but they came back out. And I think they only got outscored by a little bit in the second half. Uh, you know, the game was over, but they scored 16 points. So I'll give them credit for that because we've seen some stall ball, but they went ahead and they played the game. And, yeah, that's hard to swallow when you're down 41 nothing at half. But uh, that coach and, and those girls deserve credit for that, I think. Don't you? Oh, I, no, I totally agree with you. Uh, and we, we, we thought we were going to see that. Um, on on day number two, when uh, Trinity and, and Clements played, uh, Trinity went down and it hit a couple of free throws to start that game and got up two nothing. But Clements got their first offensive possession, came across half court, and literally held the ball for three minutes. And I thought to myself, "Uh oh, well, we see this every blue moon, but here we go. Uh, we're we're going to see a team come out and hold the basketball." And I said, "I said it on the air. I said we may see one possession." for both teams during this first quarter. And, of course, they came on out and uh, they actually started running their offense. But, you know, there's no shot clock in high school basketball. And, and look, Clements knew they didn't want to get into a running game with, with Trinity. 
so their coach, their philosophy, it, uh, you know, tip your hat. I know it's not pretty basketball, but you want to play within the rules that gives your team the best chance to win. That's what he was doing. And he limited Trinity's possessions. They, they didn't win the game, but it was really, really close uh, because of that philosophy. And they didn't just sit there and hold the ball, but they did go – they were deliberate with it. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to uh, really get in a running game with Trinity, and it ended up making it a, a very close ball game at the end. But uh seen a lot of great basketball up to this point. Obviously, uh, we're in championship Friday. Um, Mars Hill just fell to Eider uh, just a few minutes ago, which was an upset by a lot of people's uh, minds. Uh you know, Bell Hill, one of the best players I've ever seen, is she's just an eighth grade Gary from Mars Hill, and I think she'll have a chance to be the all-time scoring leader in girls' basketball and beat Courtney Strange's record um, eventually if she stays healthy and plays all the way out. So uh, going to be some, some fun teams to watch uh, the rest of the day as well uh, in 2A, 3A, and 4A, and then tomorrow will be 5A, 6A, 7A. Yeah, and, and some great individual talent. You mentioned Ace Austin, but and and, and on the boys' side, I mean uh, Caleb Holt, who <laughs> still got oh my two gosh. years. Of, yeah, I, I mean I, I've talked to some people, and, and and you know there are some people that feel like if he'll stay at Buckhorn, you know, and and unfortunately we know how it is in the modern world. There's going to be people that try to recruit him out, whether it's a prep school or a, a more high profile high school. But if he'll stay at Buckhorn, uh, he's got a chance maybe to to. to go down as the greatest high school basketball player in Alabama history. I know that's saying something because we know the talents come out of the state, but he's really special, isn't he, Brett? No, he, he is, Gary. I mean, if you watched that game yesterday, uh, they he didn't score in the first quarter, uh, which was really shocking. Um, you know, they're the defending state champ, knocked off uh, Mountain Brook last year, and that'll be a rematch mm-hmm. tomorrow. So that's going to be one that everybody's going to want to watch. But, man, he when he got going, uh, it just one of those special talents that, for his size, he's so fast and and so good with the basketball and can get to the rim, can get through traffic, can pull up, make a shot from anywhere on the floor. It doesn't matter if somebody's in his face. Um, just a phenomenal talent. Like you said, um, he has a chance maybe to be the best player to ever play here, and and that's saying something because um, uh, we've seen a lot of great basketball talent. Uh, come out of the state of Alabama and uh, some big names that have gone on to, to have really good careers. Uh, we won't get into all that, but he's got the, the sky's the limit for this young man. And you're right. You know, Buckhorn, I'll just say this. I mean, he may want to stay there and he, he may be dead set on that, but he's going to have people pulling at his coattails all the time uh, in this world that we live in. Uh, it's just hard when you have a premier talent. Uh, anywhere. doesn't matter what size mm-hmm. school you're at. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody's going to be calling and everybody's going to be wanting you. And uh, But that's the credit to that young man. But uh, he's already won a state championship with Buckhorn. Uh, he's going for two in a row tomorrow. And uh, he's a phenomenal athlete. I think he ended up with 37 points in that game yesterday against Helena. And look, Helena, very good basketball oh, team. Yeah. I saw, saw him up close and personal. Josh Williams is one of the best pure guards I've seen Big, strong kid can really can really get his shot off when he needs it, and uh, you know. So Buckhorn did a, a a good day's work coming back and beating that team. 
Brett Pritchard with us. All right, great week. Let's uh, culminating tomorrow. Let's talk some Auburn and let's get to football because spring practice is underway. A lot of focus on the quarterback position and Hugh Freeze uh, has said that it's still uh, Peyton Thorne's job to lose. But um, by saying that, it means that he could lose it if he doesn't go out and perform. <laughs> How do you see this quarterback uh, competition shaping up? I, I think it's the same thing we've been talking about here. I, I think we're going to have to get through spring. Uh, I think the first week of the season or the first week of spring practice, that's what every coach would say, mm-hmm. coming back with a starting quarterback, coming back into spring drills. When you've got a quarterback room with a true freshman, Walker White, you got Hank Brown, uh, there is your competition. I think that uh, that's what every coach is going to say. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's mandatory to have to say that. He did didn't really have to say anything at all. But I, I think he said the same thing is that, look, Peyton Thorne was our starter last year. He's back. He, it's his job to lose. And I think that is a mouthful. I think you can read a lot into that. I think basically it's saying that the, the quarterback position is going to be up for grabs. And if Peyton Thorne takes, you know, strides and steps to, to get better, then it'll be his job. If not, uh, somebody else will take the reins. I think it's that simple. And, you know, depending on how Walker White and Hank Brown perform in spring will determine how uh, urgent it is to go in the portal in the next window uh, and try to find somebody, Gary. I mean, I think uh, that's important as far as what Coach Freeze is wanting to do. Uh, you know, having Derek Nix there as the, the offensive coordinator, the co-offensive coordinator, um, this tempo uh, is going to be sped up even more. Heard Rebaldo Fairweather this week say, you know, uh, we went fast last year, but, you know, you catch the ball now, it's you run to the line of scrimmage, you spot the ball. So Auburn's offense is going to look a little bit different right. even more than last year because they, they really want to try to run that hurry-up RPO-style offense and do play-action passes off of it. Uh, so uh, looking forward to seeing how this thing gets rolling. Yeah, going to be a lot of interest um, for sure in that quarterback competition and in the Auburn offense this fall. Let's get to basketball because um, I said earlier this week, uh, you know, a lot of focus on Alabama and Tennessee, but I said if Auburn could go to Tennessee and win, they're going to win the SEC because with home games against Mississippi State and Georgia left and, and a game at Missouri, I think Auburn's going to win out. For a lot of that basketball game, it looked like Auburn's going to win that game. Uh, and I guess they got connected. Uh, you know, uh, Don Connect down the stretch, yeah. last 12 minutes outscores Auburn by himself. He winds up with 39. Is it is it just that simple, or was there more to it? Because Auburn had an opportunity to win that basketball game. I think it's that simple, Gary, and for this reason. I look at what Auburn did in that game on the road to the number four team in the country. I thought Auburn played an outstanding game. And, and Auburn, this effort would have gotten you a win on the road 90 percent of the time but there's that one time that you got a kid like Dalton Connect that goes for 39 points and he was all there offense Mm -hmm. by the way you know Ziegler had a compliment now Ziegler played well at 17 but you take Dalton Connect away from that game especially the last Auburn had taken that game into basically I think they had gone up five or six Mm -hmm. uh, and you could feel the momentum shift to Auburn in that game and Dalton Connect just simply said, look, I'm, uh, I'm I'm taking this game over. And Auburn played great defense on him, and he had some unbelievable shots. Sometimes you just got to tip your hat. Right. You know, there's, there's nothing else you could do. He could 
you know, he, he was basically hitting shots from the parking lot uh, of Thompson Bowling Arena. And when you got Auburn defenders in your face at the top of the sh- jump shot with a hand up and you're still making shots, it's just just that guy's night. So, look, I, I didn't take anything bad away from that game. Uh, I think if Auburn plays with that intensity on the road, they're going to win majority of their games moving forward. So, and I think that's what they've got to do is look at this and say, look, Dalton Connect's a special player. He's probably going to be player of the year in this conference. He just got us. And, you know, that's the way it happened with the Chicago Bulls for a lot of teams uh, when Michael Jordan was playing. You know, Michael Jordan just got people. And so, um, good effort. Thought Janai Broom played well at 23 points. I thought uh, it was good to see Jalen Williams back. Uh, he got, you know, over 20 minutes in the game, ended up with 12 points. If Auburn has the effort they had uh, on Wednesday moving forward, I think Auburn will be fine. And more good news for Auburn. Jalen Williams came back and played in that game. So he's already back for, for Auburn going forward. So uh, I know that was a scary right. moment there when he went down, but he was back and looked good. He did. Like I just said, you know, he came in and had 20, I think he had a little over 20 minutes in the game and uh, had 12 points. And uh, that was a huge positive because I don't think anybody um, was was anticipating him being back for this game. I think a lot of people thought that he was not going to be back maybe until the SEC tournament. So, yeah, and he moved around. He, he played well. I think he was four of eight shooting four or nine, something like that. So he actually shot the ball well, looked comfortable out there moving around. So, uh, uh, yeah, huge boost for, for Auburn getting him back. Um, again, it comes down to this with guard play uh, for Auburn, Gary. I mean, if you look at the numbers, uh, Trey Donaldson, no points. Uh, Katie Johnson had 10, but Aiden Holloway back only with five. Auburn's guards have got to play better. And – you know, from an assist and a turnover uh, perspective. Uh, but the point side of things, Auburn's got to get more points from their guards. And uh, it's just putting way too much pressure on Chad Baker-Mazar and Deny Broom and Jalen Williams to have to have perfect nights almost every time they go out. Baseball-wise, we talked last week about that Jacks College Baseball Classic and how tough the competition was. Auburn goes down there and goes 2-1. and one. They beat Iowa. And they beat Wichita State, lost a close win to Virginia. So uh, hosting, uh, and they've got a midweek win over Sanford, hosting UConn uh, this weekend at Plainsman Park. But I guess uh, two and one, and it gets that field not bad. No, and and the Virginia game, you know, was back and forth. Mm-hmm. And again, came right down to the very end. This is, I think Auburn found out a lot about itself on that uh, beat the Big Ten player of the year uh, in, in the pitcher for, uh, for Iowa. Uh, the name escapes me right now. Uh, I want to say it's Brecht, but uh, but anyway, uh, just had a phenomenal outing there. And then really, the bats have been the pleasant surprise for this team to this point. Uh, just really put the runs up against Wichita State, and uh, really been hitting the ball against everybody. Uh, and it starts in the, the the first five guys in this lineup, and uh, you know the hitting's contagious uh, all the way down. And I think. Uh, Coach Thompson said it on our show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, when you have four to five guys in your lineup that you run out there every day, that you feel good at the plate no matter what the situation is, 
you're going to be able to compete in this league. And then what Auburn's running out on the mound uh, on the weekends is as strong as I can see anybody in this conference. So in the bullpen has been strong to this point. Auburn's off to a great start, 7-1, and one, like you said. Uh, you got UConn coming in this weekend. I don't think anybody will be playing baseball today. Uh, it, it would be a miracle uh, if they did, but um, it looks like the rest of the weekend will be good. So they'll probably have to double up tomorrow. Uh, but Auburn off to a good start. Uh, and, and, again, here in a couple of weeks, uh, Auburn jumps right into the out of the frying pan into the fire when they, when they take on Vanderbilt. They got to go to Vanderbilt first SEC uh, 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 series, and then they come back home and play Arkansas. And I think maybe those are the two best teams in this league. And so again, um, you'll you'll be very battle tested going into those two series. But it's like Coach Thompson said, you could uh, uh, you could be two and four after those uh, those series and, and uh, still have a really, really good baseball team. Yeah, no doubt. Real quickly on softball, 8-2-1, uh, and one, one three in a row. Unfortunately, weather's gotten Auburn quite a bit. Uh, they've lost several games uh, that they, they should have played. But uh, what have you seen from softball so far? Softball is, is Maddie Pena. <laughs> yeah. she, she threw a perfect game last night, uh, the third in program history. She had a no-hitter on Sunday. Uh, she was one of the best pitchers in the country last year. Um, when you've got somebody like Maddie Pena in the circle, uh, and you have uh, Shelby Lowe and some of these other girls that are that are coming in behind her, the pitching's there for this Auburn team to do phenomenal things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the bats can get going, I think Auburn softball can be right there at the top of this league and. Uh, you know, that's been the thing with Mickey Dean's team since he's been there, though. The offense just has not been what we saw when Clint Myers was here as the coach. So, pitching's outstanding. Maddie Pena's going to be good all year. She stays healthy. Um, Shelby Lowe's as good as anybody, too. So, feel good about that. Uh, but you're right. Uh, rain has kind of hampered uh, some of the, the games that they should have played already. But that's that's what you expect this time of year. All right, Brett, great update. Appreciate it. Enjoy these games over there in Birmingham, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Brett Pritchard with the Auburn Report. It's 1052. We'll take our final time out. This hour being brought to you by Patterson Comer Attorneys at Law, and we'll be back um, right after this, and we'll get ready to close it out on the Gary Harris Show. Los Tarascos has been serving Mexican favorites like burritos, fajitas, and quesadillas since 1999. Their new location is at 4100 Owen Parkway in Northport. And, of course, you can find Los Tarascos in Tuscaloosa at 110 Skyland Boulevard. The bar areas feature big screen television so you can enjoy your favorite sporting events. Los Tarascos features daily happy hour specials. If you want to pay more, that's your business. If you want to save, that's our business. Tuscaloosa Hyundai, corner of Skyland and Hargrove. TuscaloosaHyundai.com. Life doesn't wait for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens. But no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, Discover better living at First and Main. Visit firstandmaincondos.com or call 205-657-7465. Mention you heard about us on the radio and receive one month free rent. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and cool today with occasional rain, the high 55. Tonight, rain ending this evening. The clouds will linger, the low 49. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine, much warmer. Just a few isolated showers around, the high 69. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 47 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow Tide 100.9 on Facebook today to watch our live shows. Read the great articles and interact with Bama fans today. Speak here. It's March, and uh, March Madness is right around the corner. Good show today. Appreciate you being with us. And... Um, Catch me on TV tonight with the local sports on WVA 23. Before we close it out, uh, this hour has been brought to you by Patterson Comer Attorneys at Law. Paul Patterson and Mike Comer. Feet on the ground in West Alabama. I think that's important. If you need a personal injury law firm, I, I think you need to deal with guys that are local, and that's what Patterson Comer is all about. You can reach Paul in Tuscaloosa at 205-345-1000. Mike's in Northport at 205-759-3930 day. 3939. Remember, the commitment to serve our clients does not stop at the end of the workday. We're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. PattersonCoverLawFirm.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. All right, that's going to do it for another week's worth of shows. We're going to make way for T-Town Sports Daily from 11 until noon, the Miller's Edge, noon until 2, and then Fowler will take you home this afternoon with the game, 2 until 6. I'll be back on Monday. We'll recap another busy sports weekend, including, of course, Alabama and Tennessee men's basketball tomorrow night at 8, game day. In Coleman Coliseum tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. For Justin Jones, I'm Gary Harris. Have a great weekend, everybody. Avoid the rain, and we'll talk to you again on Monday.